Welcome back to Round 12, the podcast that will always be dedicated to growth, development, and motivational mastery. I am your host, Sensei Roger B. Hamilton. Thank you for joining us again today for another episode of the Round 12 podcast series. Let's go get it. Challenge yourself. As human beings, does challenge make us stronger? That's the question for today's episode. Do the events in our lives that we choose and the ones that we have no choice over actually make us stronger? We'd like to explore this topic with our guest today. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have an esteemed guest with us today visiting the Round 12 podcast series. We're really excited to have this guest in the house today. Uh, It's a good friend of mine, as well as a dedicated student who is amazing in her efforts. And I'd like to take a moment, if I may, to introduce the one and only Ms. Selena Mendoza. Welcome, Selena. Welcome. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. So, tell us a little bit about how you're feeling today. How you doing? I'm doing great. You're doing great. What'd yes. you do this morning? Where you been? We went to Monterey Bay. Monterey Bay? Yeah. You mean to tell me down there in the classic uh, Northern California city where people have a lot of fun? Yes. Now, and you say we, who was that? Oh. And Auntie Mireya. Auntie Mireya. She's the great auntie, isn't she? She sure is. Now, for our audience's understanding, Mireya is also uh, one of my students as well. Very dedicated, very focused. So it's really, really important to have the family training with us and and moving along forward. And speaking of family, I don't know, how, how important do you think family is? to the equation of you folks and how you operate? Family is very important. Tell me why. For myself, as a parent, I think the most important part of a family is uh, the development part of it. Um, I have my son, and it's sort of like starting your own legacy in life through life itself. So the way you choose to parent and the values that you choose to share with your children, that's what represents, that's what goes out in life and represents you at the end of the day. And so that's, that's strong. That's strong to me. And that becomes your family. Like when he grows up and when he gets married and has his children, that that will be my family also. And everything that I've taught him 
that will go through him and onto his children and so on that will still continue to be my family. Those are always going to be the strong bonds that will connect us, whether I'm here or I'm gone by that point or not. So that connectivity, why is that connectivity important? I mean, why is it important to be connected at all with other human beings? I think it's important because it's what keeps life going. Mm -hmm. And it's important to make the connections with life while we're here, while we can make the best out of it, while we can give our 200% to our neighbor you know, who needs us, to our children who needs us, and so on. You know, it's interesting, that sense of universality and consideration and maybe even empathy for other human beings is something that I operate from, too. I mean, you've gotten to know me a bit now, and, and you know that these are important factors to me. So when I ask you the question, I kind of know the answer already. Mm -hmm. It's a bit rhetorical, but I, I love hearing it out loud because I think it perpetuates the growth and development for all of us human beings right. when we, we give a darn about what the other person's going through a little. Now, you can't save the world, uh, but one person at a time, I think you can uh, do some good. Yeah. So I love you focusing on that. Yeah. And you, the audience, can't see, but Alexander is sitting here in the studio right now today. And she couldn't help, I, hap I happened to notice, she couldn't help but look over at him and share and, you know, a loving look at him as she expressed herself about this point. So I love that thing. That's, that's a natural mother for you right there. You know, that's how it goes. Yes. Now, it's interesting, too, when you talk about developing family, that's one thing. But then there's the issue of developing yourself. Now, you're a college graduate now. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that you've put in a great deal of time in your college studies so tell me a little bit about your major in college. What did you major in? I majored in, I double majored. Ooh, uh, talk about it, girl. Double major. Yeah. So which two majors, Ten if I times. may? times. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but worth it. Uh, political science, law and society, and philosophy. Wow, philosophy. A lot of reading, a lot mm -hmm. of writing. Mm -hmm. why, are those, why are those topics? I love politics. Um... Though sometimes, you know, I, I, I choose not to get into politics with everyone. Um, not everyone can understand mm -hmm. it thoroughly. True. Um, which can lead to uh, misinterpretations, I think. And it's not, it's not worth it. Um, I love reading. I love philosophy. I think delving into different topics of philosophy that you normally wouldn't be able to if you don't pick up those books. I I just, I love it. Just, you go into different ideas that you normally wouldn't otherwise. Mm -hmm. It's like with running, not to, not to change it, but it goes back to running. You know, when you run those distances and you're out there and you've already pushed yourself past the last mile that, you thought you could run, it, it's a different feeling. Mm -hmm. I think being introduced to other people's perspectives too, on a grand level is also helpful because I, I think that we learn historically about how the, the human being thinks. And then we, we find that, gosh, we have more in common than we do apart. You know, some guy like a thousand years ago was thinking similarly mm -hmm. to what we're thinking here now in 2019. Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. Yeah, and applying also those things right. that they come up with, right. you know, hundreds of years. Right, learning those lessons years, and yeah. then imparting them again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Now, if I'm correct, I heard uh, an emphasis on law in there as well. Huh? Yes. So what was that, what was that um, influence like, and how does that apply to your life now? Well, I think it's a, it was in preparation for law school. Oh, so law school was part of your goal. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so what happened after um, after you graduated? Um, I came out of school and life, which includes my son, mm -hmm. uh, who's a big part of my family, my life. Mm -hmm. 
um, I decided to take a year off yeah. and just, you know, come back to my son and, and give him my time mm-hmm. and help him grow in areas where I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second year came and I decided, you know, I think it's best for me to save some money ah, because I have a child. Smart thing there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And during this time, I'm also building my experience at my job. Which is oh, what are you doing? Family law. Ah, so it works out, huh? And uh, yes. So are you getting valuable experience there? You think? I am. How come? What, what yes. like what? What do you? Why do you think so? Well, one, that part of me was interested in in learning what family law was about, mm-hmm. um, in major part because I have a child, and you know I. I I think I became drawn to family law because of that. Like, hmm, you know, I have a child. I wonder what I can do with that as well. Besides, like, being bilingual, besides being so drawn into law and being able to maneuver it the way I mm-hmm. feel is mm-hmm. best. Um, so I went into family law. Um, I have learned a lot. I've actually learned that it's a very big part of the law and the law that that we practice important there is mostly divorce super important mm-hmm. yeah it's mostly divorce mm-hmm. um and when i first started there the way i looked at divorce is completely different from what i mm-hmm. yeah. i see yeah there's there's always uh, yeah. three sides the the person who's right the person who's wrong and the whatever happened for real in the middle <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. and i've also learned I like a lot of the interpretations of the law, mm-hmm. how to read it, how to write mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, the clarity of it, the language choice that you make. Um, so all that is very important. Mm-hmm. And for me now, when I do go to law school, I think those are going to be helpful points for me. Well, see, that's very interesting because it, I, I, it's been said that things happen for a reason, Mm -hmm. right? So all this learning that you're getting now on a practical level Mm -hmm. in the law office, realistically is helping you more than anything else ever could, don't you think? Oh yes. In preparation? Oh yes. Yes, I actually didn't even plan to take a year off after college. Mm -hmm. It just, it happened. And now I'm thankful for it. Mm -hmm. Even this Mm -hmm. last year, which will mean I'm out of school three years, and I'm still saving. Yeah, I will great. go into law school a lot more prepared than I would have if I would have gone straight into law school. Um, even the choices of looking at which law school mm-hmm. I want to go to, because I will be choosing them, not them choosing wow, me. Wow, very nice. Yeah. Oh, say it so, again. Say it again. Say that in Espanol. Say that in Espanol. <laughs> yeah, I will be choosing them. Yo los voy a escoger a, a mi escuela. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Boy, that has power. Yeah. Don't you think that that has power? It does. It, it does. takes a lot of growth yes. and strength, development to understand your value and truly go out there and speak for yourself and sell yourself. And creating a sense of value. And that's really big on this kind of conquering adversity kind of theme that we're dealing with here today. Um, And I think you have to start evaluating who you are, taking personal inventory, uh, asking yourself some hard questions so that you can come up with the important answers. And I think that statement alone says everything. It says, look, I'm I'm not just, you know, on the market for whoever accepts me. I want it to be the right situation. So good for you. Really, really good for you. And frankly, good for all of us from hearing from you, because I think the more we reinforce this, this kind of perspective with each other, the better we all are, you know? So that, that uh, actually office work must keep you busy now. Yeah. It's very busy. Yeah. Fortunately, it's very busy. Probably a fast pace in that office, isn't it? So, so give us an idea about what being in a law office is like, as an example, even generally. Well, my office, there's 10 of us there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I noticed going in, and it's pretty empowering for myself as a woman, is that 
there's mostly only women. We only have one member. Oh, that's cool. Yes. But and then the, again, is it? It is because everyone there, yeah. including my bosses, I have two uh, bosses, they're partners. Um, mm-hmm. They're both great, strong, smart women. I'm sure they'd be glad to hear that. That's nice. Yeah. And everyone there just, it's, everyone there is awesome. The co- the connectivity in that office yeah. is awesome. Everyone wants to help each other. Really good. Everyone helps everyone, no matter your position. You don't always hear that in the law profession, frankly. No, and everyone shares their knowledge. Whenever I, like when I first started, I had a million questions. And still to this day, I still have questions. And when they answer they just, they're so ready and so excited to share their knowledge. And that's awesome. Yeah, it sure is. Especially from a woman to a woman. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So you're running and gunning, as it were, yeah. to use a vernacular phrase. Yeah. Um, and I imagine that at the end of your days, it, it can be a little fatiguing. But from what I've noticed about you, is you still get your workouts in. I do. What compels you to do that? I love working out. Um, I love being strong, not just mentally, also physically. And I think they both go hand on hand and they work with each other. They feed off of each other. So if I'm mentally strong and I haven't worked out because (laughs) the excuse life happens, which doesn't usually happen. It's been more of like I've had time um, time issues and, and that's what's happened um, responsibilities so forth but I think when that those days have happened I don't feel like I'm myself and I'm giving my life and myself my true potential and, and living life as I should um, and I feel sluggish and that's not good at all because then mentally you carry that and so I make sure that I I feed my body and my soul and my brain what it needs and that oxygen to flow so that I can work my 200% every day in life that's amazing you know the word that comes to me right now is balance yes for sure for sure one of the most important words in the world really And it seems that you've discovered this idea that balance is an important thing. It's very important. Goodness knows you've been developing your brain. It's important to you to have relationships with your family. You you haven't let any of that go. But then you take time to put into building your physical self as well. That's amazing. Yes. Now, were you always physical? Were you athletic in school? Yeah. Yeah. Would you would you do like what? I played tennis in high school. Oh, you did? I did. Son of a gun. How's yeah. your forehand? <laughs> <laughs> Good. My serve was probably the better one. Nasty serve. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. boy, who knew? Yeah. Now I know who my new tennis instructor I is. <laughs> I had no clue. Knowing you all this time, I had no clue. Yeah. Now I know who my new but tennis instructor is. But I haven't played in a long time. That's so. okay. You still got it. It's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, probably. A little rusty at first. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Well, listen, I, I, for myself, have experience with you, and I know what kind of passionate space you operate from, and it's impressive. Uh, and I've seen you dig down and do your very best. Uh, so tennis must have given you something good. Your current perspective must have given you something good. But tell me something. Why boxing and kickboxing with me? And you're one of our most motivated students. You get a lot of praise and respect from our our associates. They seem to look up to you for how hard you work. Why boxing and kickboxing? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, my father and I, we love boxing. I remember when I was young, that's the Cesar Chavez time. Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Julio Cesar Chavez. The, one of the greatest fighters of all time. For those of yeah. you who do not know, what was his record? Like 107 and 7 or something crazy. Yeah. The most amazing man. Still is, actually. That yeah. was like Rocky. Oh, God. Was he ever, though? Yeah. 
Those were the fights he'd come out with. Oh, I had some like, fights with his. I remember and I had on tape. It's cool. Bloody eyes. So bloody you were watching that too? Yeah. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cool. I loved it. And I learned a lot from my father just hearing him, you know, talking to the TV and like just watching how strong he was and watching how he just took punch after punch after punch, you know, and like just watching them fighting not that not that you want to watch people bleeding and you know hitting each other in the face for entertainment no for those that don't know don't get it confused it's not at all yeah for me it was just it showed the strength that a human being could could have inside you know and their potential that they could carry out there and all that they could do because of their training that is correct yeah because focus for sure um that just represented all their how much like time and effort they had put into themselves to prepare themselves for this fight you know and that no matter how many punches they took or it, it just they continued on because they had prepared this well and nothing was going to take them down and that's what I respect about them as well. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I've tried to maintain inside my own self as a human being. Yeah. This sense of focus and dedication yes. to accomplish a goal and nothing taking you off of it. You know, nothing moving you from where you need to go. Right. Amazing. But one quick memory is the Meldrick Taylor fight with Julio Cesar Chavez, where he won it in the last second of the fight, and the whole world went crazy. Yeah. The whole world went crazy. Yeah. Oh, I have it on tape. It's a crazy fight. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You got me thinking about that. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I am so pleased with anyone who gets a sense of themselves and understands a little bit about what drives them and what matters to them. And you, you seem to have that. And this, this most important issue that, um, that we all need to pay attention to is something that I would stress for everybody to take a minute and get to know yourself. So let me ask you something. Has this training in martial arts and kickboxing, has it been positive to you and given you what you thought it might? Oh, yes. Tell me yes, how. Yes, definitely. I feel that as, the t- as time has gone by and I've learned punches more properly, I've like been able to last longer, you know, like when we hit the bag now we can do 10 rounds instead of two rounds when we first start you know um without running out of oxygen which is so important it just shows how much like how capable we are as human beings right if we're willing to put in our effort and our time to build up to that moment so and it's with time so it requires patience, you know, so sometimes people when they're working now, no matter what they're doing, sometimes if they don't see a result right away or a change or going from one mile to 10 in, in a week, you know, they just, they're going to walk away because they don't have the patience and it, it, you need that and you need that in life as well. That's really true. The proverbial instant gratification. Right. You know, it's funny. I've learned a great deal from delayed gratification. Yeah. This idea that a goal doesn't come together in a day. No. Sometimes you just have to simply trust in it, invest yourself, and let time take its course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So really, really good. Yeah. So have you ever competed? No. Have you ever thought about it? And would you like to? Or you're just comfortable training? What do you think? I have. Have you? What would you come up with? I have thought of it. And I think I've thought about it more as I uh, prepared for my half marathon. Wow. You see, you beat me to it because that was going to be my next uh, my next uh, interlude, my next segue, as it were. But tell me something before we go any further. Girl, you're 30 plus years old. 
Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm not that old. No. What are you doing? You're not. <laughs> you're not going to get into any new stuff at 30 years old. You're supposed to be slowing down. Oh, no, definitely Talk to the not. people about all this no, now. Definitely 30 not. plus. Oh, yeah, but no, definitely not. Talk to us about age being... I'm not throwing my towel in that <laughs> <early>. <laughs> Talk to us about age being the factor. What, isn't that a factor? No. Why not? Not at all. I don't think age is a factor in how well you can perform in life, in anything, in any part of area of your life. Like, you know, for example, my school. When I finish law school, I'm going to be a lot older than the average student or the younger of the students. But does that mean that I'm not as capable as them? Absolutely not. Does that mean that I will not have the opportunities that they will when I go into the job interview? Absolutely not. If anything, I've learned, actually, I've reflected on it, that I think I'd have more advantage because of the experience that I have learned along the way, that when I go to that interview, I will not only have my JD by then, but I will also have this big fat resume behind me with the experience that others may not have because they're younger, not trying to knock them down because they're younger, good for them. But I've had life experience that, you know, my son, who I've had to juggle my my time with, so, um, yeah, no, age is not going to slow me down. And like Goggin says, you know, there, there is no finish line out there. Oh, you, you mean just continue David Goggins? To go on. Who's he? Tell us who David, David Goggins is Goggins. just briefly and how he might have influenced you as he has me. But go ahead. David <laughs> Goggins is, uh, besides God, <laughs> whom I, <laughs> I love, David Goggins, it's up there, just like yourself. Well, you guys are very strong people, and you guys don't just say strong statements, you know, and keep people, you know, you guys don't rally people up. It's that you guys are actually doing things yourselves. And growing older and, at the same time, too, right? <laughs> but you're not throwing in no towel. No towel, no. baby. I don't even have any towel. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I wave my face with my hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, but points taken. And obviously, I, I yeah. would thank you a great deal. For those of you who don't know David Coggins, he is a, a recognized military man for the United States. He has done many, many things. He has a current book out that is amazing. And he has a... Can't uh, hurt me. I know, can't hurt me. And he has a, a motivational method of mastery that is just bar none. Mm-hmm. And if I can be similar to him in any way, I will accept that because he has really done some great things. Much, much respect Hoorah, for Mr. David Goggins, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. yourself, David Thank Goggins, you. my brother. Yeah. Your brother's military man, too. About yeah. to run a 50 mile, I understand. Yeah. In April. Crazy. Very Crazy strong. like a fox, baby. Yeah. Crazy like a fox. Yeah. We do what we got to do, don't yeah. we? Yeah. And it just shows, you know, how much you could push yourself. And my brother is also in his 30s. Mm-hmm. He's three years older than I am. And he's out there running his long, long miles. So for all of you listening out there, please, please don't let this get lost on you. There are those of us, as the decades are passing, who are still accomplishing things. And frankly, for the young ones of you as well, it doesn't matter on which side you are, whether the young side or the older side, just take your life and turn it into the masterpiece that you can. Mm -hmm. Stay focused, stay motivated, do some things. You'll be surprised how much you might like it. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. You don't want to leave Earth with (laughs) not not having See? You want to make your mark, don't you? Yeah, good for you. You're making yours. Now, another level of making your mark and the athleticism that we talked about earlier, you just ran in your first half marathon. I did. You see? Yay. And I I was there, and I yes, thought it was an amazing experience, really, to be yeah. there and support you and to, and to see you finally get it done. Talk about the training a little, though, mixed with kickboxing training every week leading up as well. Yeah. Was it yeah. tough? Easy. Was it, it was tough sometimes. Reflective. Tell us about it. 
It was tough sometimes with uh, time, with uh, not having the amount of time to log in the miles that I wanted to, mm -hmm. but I just continued to run daily pretty much with maybe one day off. And I knew that I wasn't logging in the miles that I wanted to, but at the end of the day, it was just like the frequency of it that I knew that I was running daily. So my legs would recognize that at the end of the day. And I just continued to run, continue to run. And I worked on my breathing. And I think it helped that I was working with you as well with the strength. Yeah, I saw your breathing improve, frankly. I mean, I functionally saw it improve. And so I think that that awareness, that consciousness of how we breathe. Yeah. I mean, you, you say to somebody, well, I, I had to breathe. Like, don't we all have to breathe? Nah, but, you know, when you're doing athletic event, <laughs> you really have to learn a different kind of breathing. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. For sure. That oxygen flow mm -hmm. is what saves you out there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's correct. It's important. Yeah. It's important. So what did you think of that uh, event? You know, what do you think it did for your psyche? What did you learn about yourself through that process, you think? Oh, boy. Any one thing or multiple things, or but, but, but what do you think stay, sticks out with you now about it all? I think a couple of things that are pretty important, I think, that I took away. And I loved it, actually. I'm looking forward to doing maybe two or three more half marathons before I dig into the full marathon. Very strong. I want to do it. And hopefully I can do one with my brother one day. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be neat. Talk about legacy. Yeah. Locked and loaded, girl. Yeah. It's coming then. Yeah. You've already marked it just now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about it. Um, so I think a couple of things. I think one of them was time that I've been pretty patient when it comes to a lot of things I, I think with anything that's greater in life it's going to require time effort commitment and patience and I think while I was out there running you know I learned like with my breathing I was fine you know you were out there just logging mile after mile and though it wasn't 26 miles it was 13 those are still long miles it was and for me also too because it took me longer than two hours to finish so I was on the slower side I wasn't like you know a very fast runner um but that that requires patience that requires patience and that's commitment dedication and it shows your strength to continue to keep logging those miles after an hour, after an hour and a half, after two hours, and you're still out there. And I actually ended up pulling my thigh muscle on the 10th mile, and I didn't stop. And I just continued to go on. And it was, it was, it was uncomfortable, but I continued to, I continued to run. And uh, that just showed my, my dedication there. And I think my strength as well that I wasn't going to let my thigh stop me from finishing the race or from stopping and walking at that point because I had made it so far that I was not going to stop. And I also thought what was running through my mind was, you know, I know that I am towards the end of the pack in this race, but it doesn't matter because I'm still going to pass that same finish line that everyone ahead of me has. I'm still going to be there. So it doesn't matter that I come in last. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, I'm probably either the last one or close to the last one. But that thought didn't bother me for myself. It was that I signed, I signed up for this race. Many people have thought about signing for a race, but they don't do it. I signed up for it. I'm here. I'm going to finish it the same finish line that someone that finishes a 13 miler in one hour, one hour and 30 minutes, I'm still going to make it there. I'm going to see them there. And it feels good. And the second thought that, that, or the second thing that I took out of it, that was pretty important to me. Um, I remember before I left, 
you said, let's go get it. <laughs> <laughs> like I always said, say. <laughs> let's go get it. And then you said, <laughs> all right, girl, it's you and your thoughts out there. And then I had my music on, but after some time, my music just went away. Like I wasn't, I had my music on, but I wasn't actually really listening to it. It was more of my thoughts just talking to each other. And one of the things that I started thinking of, I was like, why am I thinking of this? How did it pop into my head was that I started thinking about mothers mm. in general. And I was like, I don't know why I started thinking this, but I was like, I met so many moms along the way at my community college that were in class. And they just stopped going to class because it was hard for them. And it was hard for myself, but I finished. I transferred and then I graduated college. And I I wondered, like, why did they not finish? You know, I know it's hard, but I wonder where they are now. And if we all gave up on our goals that we make for ourselves and we give up because it's hard <laughs> many people are never going to make it to a lot of places you're just going to give up halfway and just like when I pulled my thigh muscle and it was uncomfortable if I was someone else I could have just stopped like oh my gosh it's going to get worse or this is actually very painful let me just stop but you can't do that because you're fighting your own battle in life and if you choose to just give up and just continue to give up through life, that, that's just that's going to become your work ethic. And that's not a good one. So for myself, my work ethic is no matter what, I'm still going to continue on. Just and and then that may be from you know being raised that way. That I remember when we were younger and we would tell my mom that oh, we don't feel good, you know, we, I think I have a fever, let me not go to school, and my mom would be like, you're still breathing, you're still going to go to school, <laughs> and let me not get a call from school, because you're not coming home, and that just made us so much more stronger, because till this day, if I get a cold or something, I just rub it off, I don't think of it, I don't let it get to me, I continue on, and the same thing that I teach my son now, it's not going to kill you. It's just a cold. Mm -hmm. You still have, you know, your responsibility to go to school and you're going to build your, you're going to build your, your stamina that way everywhere. It's work ethic and you choose that and, and that's strong. And so then I just thought, you know, for all the mothers that are out there that had some goal and they just gave up, like, I feel bad. I feel bad having these thoughts that, you know, not, not that I'm trying to make myself better in any way, because there are some people that don't have the help that I have had, right. thankfully. But still, it that goes back to saying, you know, like, if I didn't have my family, if I didn't have that support, I would continue to push for my goals, though it would take longer. So it would require a little more patience of myself. I would still do it. And I think that we all should. And I hope and wish that someday I could go out and put some sense into mothers that are trying to make something out of themselves. And it's so hard for them that they believe that they can't do it, that I can share my knowledge to them, you know, and like points that can help them to push through because you can. Yes, you can. You can't. It's just, it's in you. Gosh, Alina, you, you just said such a mouthful. The whole reasoning for this podcast is exactly that message, that you can do it. Yeah. Pain and challenge are unnecessary hindrances. Yes, they're real. Yes, they, they move you and hurt you even sometimes, but you can't take away from your real goal. That's why when we set goals and we ask ourselves, 
for more. We have to be serious about it. You know, yeah. Quitting is easy. Everybody yeah. can quit. But going all the way through and, and figuring it out is an amazing sense of identity and, and finish. Yeah, it's, it's your drive. And, oh, that, that kind of goes back to, you know, exercise and fitness mm-hmm. physically for your mind. Because I think it's a, it's a form of fuel I would agree. for your mind. Uh, I would it's totally that agree. drive that right. your, your vehicle that you have that you're caring for. That's There's a physiological marriage. You. No question about yeah, it. Yeah, you need that fuel no because doubt. you can't run on empty. Mm-hmm. You can't. And, and that being able to feel good physically, mm-hmm. which exercise will feed you, fuel you the best fuel. Good then it'll keep your car going good, good, good. and your, your car, you know, your, your mind, it's, it's that motor mm-hmm. that you need. Very, very nice. Yeah. You've given good information to those moms out there. So I would say for what it's worth, listen closely to this sense of experience and personal reflection. And I'll tell you that if you're sitting somewhere right now, and you're thinking of this goal that's been eluding you, but you want it very much. Ask yourself again today to try and dig down and get started. The journey of a million miles begins with the first step. You can do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. So with that being said, I don't even have to ask you then, are you truly accomplishment oriented now after all these things you've learned about it? Oh, definitely. And isn't that a great thing? It's an awesome thing. So what, you know, this concept of challenging yourself, what would you say to the world at large? If you had the microphone for the entire world and you had to say to them, you know, what you thought they needed to hear, should they challenge themselves to be better and to do more things too? Yes, definitely. Um, I think do not ever get comfortable in your shoes because there's always a lot more out there for you. And that's in every area of life. There is always greater things out there for you. And if you're comfortable wherever you are, you're never going to allow yourself to be exposed to these greater things that are out there. And don't that goes to selling yourself short. Gosh, that's so good. Yeah. And what about women? You already talked about moms, so I think I know where you are already. What about the women in the world who may feel different because they see guys being athletic and guys climbing mountains and guys leading companies and guys doing all these things, although numbers are changing right now in today's world? What would you tell that woman, as it were, as a woman? Oh, gosh. I think women are very strong, can be very strong. Um, I think we have different strengths. I think men men and women are different. We are. Um, We have different strengths that we are born with, and there are certain things I think we cannot change biologically. You know, and biologically, like, men have stronger arms, I believe. Uh, But Not watching you, then. Uh, not watching you. No, no. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you do push those right along with the guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but it doesn't right. mean that you can't reach the Absolutely. potential of a man, you know, Absolutely. next to you. And for a very long time in our training, I was the only girl. I was the only woman in there. It's really true. I was training with a You were in your own men. world, too. You did your thing. I have to tell you. Yeah. I'll just give you some props. Never. You could have. You would have never known. Yeah. You yeah, look on your and, face and, like, let's go. Yeah. And the group that we have, they, they're they so awesome because even when it came down to sparring and I was the only female there, at no point did I feel that any of them saw me as any less or different. It was like, we're all the same. We are all the same. We're sparring the same way with you. And I appreciated that. Oh, I'm never going to treat anybody differently. No. This is where I rock. No. You ask any of my folks. Yeah. And I'll tell you, don't come in here trying yeah. to be like secondary yeah. because you're a girl. Uh, yeah. uh, not with me. And and I and I feel like, and it doesn't mean that I'm working extra harder than, um, you know, my classmate out there. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm working harder. It just, we're out there doing our thing. That's right. That's it. And, and we're all doing our thing. So, 
we can reach the same level potential. So there was a message. That's it. It's like, don't put limitations on yourself. Just do your best and move on. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do your best and move on. For sure. What are you most proud of? The proudest thing? My son. You better have said that. (laughs) My son. He's a cool dude, too. Yeah. Smartest dude on the planet, that little dude. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was hoping you would say that, but I was pretty sure you would. My son. Because generally speaking, I would say that that's my proudest two things, too. Right? And honestly, it's funny when you learn that as a parent. I always feel sorry for the parents who don't learn that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so happy to hear you say that. And And, and, and then also, too, is uh, recognizing your child and their accomplishments. Oh, heck yeah. And how they are, mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. And I want to say that my son's pretty good too. Oh, he's, he's bright, yeah. boy, that dude. Yeah, he's so I, I definitely appreciate him. And so, then I feel good. So what's the one thing you would want him to know? That I love him and I'm very proud of him every day. And I'm grateful that he's taken in everything that we've taught him, not just myself, but my parents and my sister who's helped me raise him as well. That he's God, your taken, teamwork, all of you is amazing, by the way. Yeah. yeah. And he's taken that and, and he's acknowledged it and he's worked with it. And that makes me feel good. And, and it makes me feel hopeful that he'll grow up and be a good man because that's your goal when you're a parent is you know, that your child's going to go out in life and do the correct things. It's really true. Well, you know, we're now coming toward what we would consider the end of our interview. Mm-hmm. So before we, we finished, I would ask you on another broad, broad level. So it doesn't have to be specific in any way, but what's that point of advice that you would leave the world with? Male or female, young or old, um, any gender, any race, any size, any neighborhood, any country. What would you say to them that says, yo, this is me talking. Boom. What would you tell them? Never limit yourself and never sell yourself short. That's good advice, girl. Right there. Sometimes the most simplistic direction and advice is the best. So where do we go from here? What you doing? Talk to us. What's going next? Well, I'm going to continue running mm-hmm. and then hope to run a marathon at some point. And I, <laughs> I've i made it my goal to enter the Boston Marathon at some See? point in my life. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. It's you have to qualify there. for it. <laughs> You have to be ready for it. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to take some time, but that's definitely something that down the road I would love to be a part of. Yeah. And then uh, I'm actually um, uh, turning in my applications for law school Mm -hmm. this fall. So hope to enter uh, the following fall. Of course. Yeah. Gotta be be ready. I I will have saved um, some money. How many times have I brought it up in class talking about you in law? Yeah. And you look at me every time. I yeah. go, oh, God, here he goes. If I wanted to quit now, yeah. I never could. So I will be prepared 200% when I when I go to class in law school. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you how much pleasure and how positive it's been to sit here with my friend, my student, my sister, Ms. Selena Mendoza herself. My crazy son calls her Knuckles. I don't know why he called her that. I do know why he called her that, but I hate it. But, you know, she she responds very positively and elegantly like she always does. And I'm really glad she's here. And I think she's done us a great service by sitting and speaking her truth. Nobody knows what you can do but you. Nobody can tell you. If I tell you all the people who told me I wasn't going to act or sing or dance or I wasn't good at it or I should stop or I should quit or even after I became famous, you know, for doing these things, you know, uh, I would be I would be locked in a house somewhere doing nothing. Um, the truth is nobody knows what's inside of you. Only you know what's inside of you. Only you know what you can accomplish and what you're capable of and what your gut and your dreams and your desires and your wants and your ability 
you only know nobody else knows so whatever you feel in your heart and in your gut you should follow that follow that and then if that changes one day that's fine too then you follow that but you're the only one who knows nobody else and you know life lessons come from challenge challenge yourself and you will always win thank you for joining us again today for another episode of round 12. may you live as long as you want and never want as long as you live may the worst days of your future be like the best days of your past and may you continue to answer life's bell every time until we meet again time